0: Hi, this is Kev Legs Walker, and you are about to hear a podcast of an interview that appeared on Shades of Blues here on The Cat, and there will be plenty more as we delve into the archives. Sit back and enjoy. I'm delighted to say I'm now joined on the phone by Jeff and Jeff, or Jeff and JT, from the Altered Five Blues Band. Good evening, chappies. How are you? Good, good evening. Very well. Yeah, thanks for having us. problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. I said on the show recently that your latest album, Holler If You Hear Me, I've not heard a bad track on that. You must be so pleased with that album.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what? You, you, we put so much time into it and, and writing it and recording it. You never know how what the reaction's going to be, but it's, it's been it's been great. We're really, really happy with how it turned out, and people seem to like it. <laughs> That's even better.
0: Let's give people a bit of a, a history about the band. How did you guys meet? Um... Jeff
2: and I think Jeff and Mark um, were kind of looking for somebody. And uh, I met Jeff and Mark. Mark is our solid bass player through a mutual friend. Another bass player um, said he knew some guys that uh, were starting a band and looking for like a frontman guy. And, uh, you know, that's how that's how I met Jeff. Um, But we, we kind of got together through through a mutual friend who who was actually a bass, a bass player himself, and he uh you know he subs he subs with us uh, he's his dear friend and um so that's kind of how it happened i I auditioned with those guys and they called me a couple days later and um that's how it started
1: yeah, that was nineteen years ago <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so were yeah. you all fans of the blues at that time, or did that develop as you carried on your career?
1: yeah you know we we definitely were fans of the blues and and we knew we wanted to to be a blues band at that point we were not writing original music um and so we we started playing you know small clubs and that just festivals locally here and you know we did some some our own take on on some blues songs kind of rearranging some things and and we we even arranged uh rock songs in a, in a blues style so we we didn't quite Know exactly what we wanted to do, but we knew it was blues based and uh, you know it wasn't until a few years later when we started writing our own music, and that's when things really took off.
0: Well, you talk about developing other songs on the 2018 album, Charmed and Dangerous. The track Three Forks that was inspired by uh, Crossroads, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I I um I started writing a lyric for it. You know, take me to 31338. And I wasn't really serious about making it into a full song, but it was kind of to the tune of the melody, roughly rhythm of, of Johnson, Robert Johnson's Crossroads. And, and um, I played it for JT and thinking, "Ah, I I don't want to, and I want to go there, you know, but, but JT really liked it. And so I, I kept going and put it all together. It's kind of a story about going down to three forks, the juke joint in in Mississippi where Johnson was uh, allegedly poisoned and, and basically saving him—that's sort of the, the the gist of the story. And when we finished it, um, you know, we, we played it for our producer uh, Tom Hambridge in the studio and said, "Hey, we don't we don't know if this was going to make the record, but um, you know, check it out." And So Tom liked it, and uh, but I didn't really feel comfortable comfortable about you know releasing it without the permission of of Johnson's publisher. So we reached out and said, "Hey, we we wrote a lyric." Uh, I'm basically on the tune of Crossroads the music's different but um, you know, we, but we want your permission to release it and, and they really liked it a lot and they said, um, sounds good the, the lyric's yours and we'll, we'll credit Johnson on the music and split it 50-50 and uh, that's what we did.
0: Do you base your style on anybody or is it purely people who've inspired you?
1: I think for
2: me it was, you know, um, growing up you know, my mom listened to a lot of blues. You know, on the weekends, you know, house cleaning music, and I was I always tell the story. And so, you know, I heard a lot of BB B. King, Bobby Blue Bland, as a child. You know, and that was that was all the time. You know, every 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 weekend. You know, you know, we pulled the records out, and you know, that's just what. You know, I kind of grew up around that, and so um, Howlin' Wolf, you know, and BB B. King, and um, Oldest Rush, you know, artists like that. Um, you know, that was that was pretty much what I grew music I grew up with, so I kind of developed into that. In an early age, probably around fifteen, sixteen years old, started becoming aware of, of of those artists.
0: There was one name you mentioned there, Bobby Blue Bland, and there's a lot of people that have never heard him. Do you think he's vastly underrated?
2: Yeah, you know, I I I liked his collaborations with B.B. King. That's how um uh you know some of those records. But my my mom had uh Bobby Bloomfield records, early Bobby Bloomfield records. Um and uh yeah, I don't know. I I just um I've always been a fan. I've been a fan for most of my life. I've seen Bobby Blue Land, uh quite a few times. But um yeah, I don't know.
0: Well, the band has been described as making music with a swaggering stomp of bruising barrel house grit. Is that something you'd agree with?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I, you know, we're um, you know there's a lot of energy in the band and, and the music. You know, we 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 have uh, some traditional sounds in the music, but we also have some 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 aggressiveness to the music. So um, yeah, I mean, we we kind of have our own our own thing going where. You know, it's it's built around JT's voice and it's song-based music. Um, but there's a lot of interesting things happen between the the bass and the drums and keys and guitar and and that's kind of why it's altered five blues band, right? It's kind of all all five of us uh, meshing the best
0: we can. Is there a major songwriter within the band, or are they all classed as band collaborations?
1: Yeah, I guess it's, it's you know I would usually I'm this is Jeff I'm writing. You know, most I, I guess. Um, but I, I try to get together with with JT, and he'll throw in ideas, and and uh, Mark will you know float a song idea, and and go with that, or, or maybe I'm writing something, and, I, and I'll get together with with JT and say, hey, you okay with thinking about this or that, or what do you think of that line? And you know, he might throw something else out. But it's it's you know, everybody everybody you know uh, has some input.
0: The song "Great Minds Drink Collide. Who's taking credit for that one?
1: <laughs> that one's me. That's uh, hey, we're from Milwaukee, right? So uh, <laughs> we gotta have we gotta have a, a drinking song and and uh, kind of a fun play on words and and uh, and yeah, that's that's a popular song for us and uh, well, it, and, it uh, won
0: first place in the blues category in 2019 in the International Songwriting Competition.
1: You gotta be it, mighty it, proud it, of it, that it, one. <laughs> yeah, we 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 were, you know, it's um, it's a song that we we've been playing ever since it, it came out in our live set, and uh, yeah, I don't know, it's just uh, you know we got some fun solo on it too, but the lyrics lyrics a lot a lot of fun and
0: well, it's a simple tune really. Talking about performing live, when you are doing a gig, and I'll address this to each of you individually, is there a particular song that when you see it on the setlist list, I can't wait to get to that one? It's your favorite song to perform. I I don't know. For
2: me, I, I I have quite a few of them. I like singing the ballads a little more. Uh, holding on the one hand is is kind of a band favorite right now. I think Great um, Minds, Drink I like is good. Um, you know, there's there's quite a few of them. You know, we Jeff is a real um, stickler for how the set list. You know we we pay a lot of attention to how the the set list is put together and there's some there's some rules that that have we've developed that goes along with that right and so uh, it all depends you know what I'm saying and yeah. so uh, depending on the venue um, or depending on depending on that audience is is how we will put that that set list together and um, Jeff stands by that and it's it, it's it's worked well for us, you know. So, you know, the p- particular songs, you know, um, some songs can can't follow another song, you know. It, it all depends on how it's all put together. But I like the ballads. I like the, I like the lower tunes a little bit. Um, but you know, we we have some pretty rocking tunes as well. Um, Full moon. Half Crazy is another one that I like. Um, Mischief Man, I, I like several of them. Um, and like Jeff said, you know, a lot of those songs are built around my voice, so I'm really, really comfortable singing them. So I'm, I'm not only singing songs that I like, but I'm, I'm really, really, really enjoying myself while I'm doing that. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's fun for me. Uh,
0: Jeff is the one that you particularly look forward to playing. Yeah, you know, I would
1: say holding on with one hand, which is, I think the the one that Jeff or JT mentioned earlier. But holding on with one hand, you know, it's it's newer, um, but it's a it's a slow uh, eight bar blues that that's just a lot of fun. I get I get to play, I get to open up and play a lot of guitar on that one. But I just like the song in general. I like the way uh, you know JT sings it, and and it's just it's it's always when we when we drop into that slow groove, it just feels really good and. And it's gotten a really good response, kind of a fun Yeah, song. yeah. yeah. Of
2: course, Holler, if you hear me, it's, it's,
1: it's just
2: uh,
0: it's fun to play as well. Yeah.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Well, and that one's been near the end of the night, too, so that's always good.
0: <laughs> you say that you sometimes change the, the set depending on the venues that you played. And looking at where you have played, there's two venues there that jumped out at me because I've been to both of them, uh, BB King's Club in Memphis and Buddy Guy's Legends in Chicago. Wonderful places. Is there one in particular that sticks in your mind, whether it be a superb gig or you just like going there?
2: Well, you know, um, we, it took us quite a while to to get into the Chicago
0: blue scene,
2: but once we we're in there, I, I we love playing at legends, and and, and I've got to tell you, Buddy Guy has been so supportive. I mean, he's come on stage and you know done songs with us. You know, mm. when he's there, you know. And so when when he does that, the whole set list goes out the window. You know, <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> it's, you know he'll just come on stage and after it he out, he's done. But um, that is that is um, I can't think of another way of of a true professional showing his support for us. Uh, he has been uh, very supportive and amazing. Uh, and every time, like if he's there and we're there, he'll come on stage and, and do a bit. And it just—it's um, surreal, you know. Yeah. Uh, we played. We were at BB um, King's uh, when during the um, uh, the IBC, and that's a great place to play. But that's that's the only that's the only time that we've we've been at BB King's is during the IBC. Mm. But uh, just a wonderful venue as well. But yeah you know when when we go to 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 um to legends uh you know we definitely have a a game plan for that until until buddy you know comes on stage and then we have to we have to kind of,
0: <laughs> of regroup after that
2: <laughs>
0: well your album ten thousand watts that was recorded in Nashville over just four days
1: yeah it's a fast process we we go down there and and, and um you know we typically play through the song once and, and then, uh, you know, our producer, Tom will say, "Hey, try try it again. And usually two takes. Um, and we kind of pick the best one or, or occasionally he'll say, Hey, I think you got one more in you, you know, why, why don't you run it again? But generally two or three takes per song. And then, and then we'll go in and maybe overdub something or, you know, if I play a rhythm part, maybe I'll add a lead part, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, we got the process down They're They're pretty fast down in Nashville, <laughs> you know, you know, um, we've recorded, you know, the other, the other way too, where we go real slow and it, it's not as not as inspiring, put it that way. So mm. we, we like to kind of knock it out while it's fresh. And,
0: I've sometimes asked people if they've recorded somewhere, whether it be Memphis, Nashville, Chicago, wherever. Do they choose those places to try and absorb the atmosphere and the feel of the place? Have you experienced that in Nashville? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, no, go ahead, Jack.
2: No, well, I, I was I was just gonna say I was gonna make a point about the last the last point the the, the ten thousand watts we were we were the, the, why it went so fast we were playing those songs live before we recorded that album right yeah for ten thousand watts we were we were we were playing those songs so it was it was very easy um, to go down and get that whole thing done holler if you hear me we recorded that thing. I don't know if you remember the, the, the huge, there was a huge snowstorm in the Midwest. Uh, and, and you know, Texas was all shut down. There was a huge snowstorm. And that's when we went down there. We hadn't played those songs for audience. Right. So that's, mm. that's the, that was the different thing was that 10,000 Watts. We we had played those songs for, for a while, for a few months. Holler if you hear me was all, you know, I mean, we were rehearsing on, (laughs) on the internet. I mean, we, you know what I'm saying? We, we had no live performances for those songs. We went Mm. down there and those, those, the holler, if you hear me album. those are all new songs that, you know, we, 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 you know, we, we hadn't played those songs for anybody. Yeah. And that was the, that was a major difference. And, and I think we did a wonderful job in that, that five day time span where we had it, had our process down and, um, I, uh, you know, like Jeff said, it just it just turned out really, really well. Uh, it was a great project, and uh, we we're really proud of it.
0: The studios in Nashville are world-renowned. So is that why you go there? Because it's not exactly just around the corner from you guys, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah you know, there's, there's studios everywhere, but, but just everything from from the microphone and the room that JT was singing in to... And well, drum sounds. Yeah. You know, it was a level of comfort that that we, that we had, and not only with the sounds that we were getting, but the people that were working with, the engineers and things like that. So, um, you know, that's why we did it. I, I wouldn't say it was really so much the Nashville vibe. It was just the, the, the room and the studio and the people that we're working with made us feel comfortable and you know, brought out the best in, in us and the music.
0: The past eighteen months has been horrendous for musicians. I'm guessing you're back out on the road now, are you?
1: Yeah, we're we're getting back out. We just signed uh, with a with a uh, booking agent here in the U.S. and and should be touring more next year here. Uh, and we're going to be uh, closer to you in in, uh, in France uh, next next month in November, and then back over back over in, in, in Europe two times next year. And um, it's good to get back out, that's for sure.
0: you were saying that the the last album, a lot of the rehearsals for that were done online so to actually meet up again in the studio and perform that must have been a breath of fresh air
1: yeah well, I think the songs started started on online through some zoom calls yeah we were doing zooms yeah yeah eventually eventually we did rehearse in in jt's basement so we we did play together but we didn't play them live and that's what i think J- yeah that
2: was the point I was yeah we didn't play them
1: yeah. live mm. yeah and that's a pretty big difference just you know that's when you really find out if the song works and or not you know uh in front of a live crowd but we we did at least you know rehearse together in person a few times but not as much as you know say a normal normal record might be
0: yeah, we've said many a time on this show that songs sometimes develop once you start playing them in front of a crowd. Because you could play a little riff on the guitar that wasn't on the original, you think, "Oh, that works."
1: Yeah, well, that's happened for sure. Yeah, we, you know, sometimes we extend the songs live, or or who knows. But uh, yeah, you get a good sense for the the crowd reaction and and whether the song even just works. You know, yeah. sometimes it just don't work, I'm, and a
2: lot of times we would we would tell them like, this is a new song. Like we, you know, we're, we're trying this song. We would tell the audience, like, Hey, this is, you know, this is, this for, especially for how, if you hear me, you know, we, we would play those songs and we tell them, Hey, listen, you know, the album's coming out in September and, uh, just a great reaction. And once we were out and about as a band, so we were feeling pretty good about it even before the album
0: came out. Well, like I was saying at the top of the interview, I've not heard a bad track yet. It, it's got to be your best so far. And I say so far because do you have plans for the next CD? <laughs> well,
1: thanks. Appreciate the, the good words about that, that album. It's, uh, we poured a lot of effort into it for sure. But no, we haven't talked about anything quite yet. You know, Next year is our 20th anniversary of the band. And so we'll, we might do something special for that is um, you know not not a new album not new material but we'll see we, we got we're, we're planning something for next year for the for the anniversary put it that way
0: <laughs> and you mentioned touring that you're tentatively penciling in dates for the u s and you mentioned a couple of European dates so it, it must be hard trying to book anything at the moment because we could go into lockdown at the drop of a hat
1: yep yeah that's the living the so world're living in these days and um Hopefully we're, we're coming out of it, but it's, it's, it's just hard to tell. But, um, you know, we haven't played as much as we would have in a normal year, and we've had some things cancelled and moved around, but uh, we just got to stay the course, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, just going back to when you were talking about legends and Buddy Guy getting up on stage with you, JT, is there anyone that you would love to do a vocal duet with?
2: Well, you know, to be honest with you, I've, I've talked to Shmiga Copeland, and she and I have talked about it a couple times when we when we see each other, you know. And so in Lucerne, we were in Lucerne, Switzerland, with uh, Billy Branch and uh, Benny Turner. Uh, Shamika came down, and one morning um, during breakfast, you know, um, you know, we were just talking, and she was like, "Cause you know, she lives in Chicago." I said, "Well, you know, yeah, you know, when if I ever get the opportunity to do that, of course, I would love to sing with her." Yeah. Um, yeah, if I could collaborate with Buddy on something or or um, uh, anybody, you know, I'm I, I would love to do that. But 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 I've actually discussed it a couple times with Shanika and hopefully, you know, get some time to to write a song or, you know, I know she's doing that, and and maybe maybe it'll will come around one day. But we've actually discussed it uh, when we were in Lucerne,
0: uh, Switzerland a couple of years ago. I don't have your complete discography. So, have you guys ever done a stripped-down acoustic album?
1: No, no. We've. Um, I think Jeff and I have played duos at the uh, <laughs> down, down in Memphis once, <laughs> just, just for a couple of songs, you know. But uh,
2: yeah,
1: I'm sure we could do it. But uh, yeah, we're 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 kind of an electric electric blues band, you know. So. Mm. But you never know. You never know what the future holds. It'd be fun to put a, like an acoustic track on an album at some point. I think that's yeah. probably likely.
0: What about the Christmas album or Christmas tune?
1: You know, we recorded one a long time ago. Somebody wrote a, put together a, a Christmas album for a charity. This is a long time ago. And, and they wrote a song for us to perform, and we, we recorded it. But um, it's, I forget what that song was even called. But we did we did that. Um. It's
2: Chris, It's Christmas time.
1: It's Christmas time. That's what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, but 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 yeah, you know we we could uh, we could blues up with some old uh, Christmas standards. You bet. Yeah. That might be in the cards.
0: Thank you guys for talking to. You. I could talk to you for hours, but I know you are busy, so I'm going to let you go. And uh, hopefully we will get to see you over here sometime. If not. I will try to see you when I come over there. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, you take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And I hope you enjoyed that little interview there, and there will be more as we record more for the show, and we are going to delve into the archives and pull some of the old ones out as well. So, plenty more to come. And, of course, if you want to hear the whole show, there is always listen again. I'll see you next time. Take care.